What's up, and welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded B-Roll. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike, just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of. Turns out you can't avoid it. You can avoid anything if you try hard enough. Well, except like death and heart disease. Anything's a dildo if you're brave enough. Anywho, well actually, that's a good segue into what we're talking about, right? Yeah, I, I was so confused. All right, so you introduced this one because this is your movie topic that you picked. Do it good. All right, welcome back to another episode of Freaky Fridays of Bearded Beer Roll. I'm Mike, that's Butt Boy, and today we're going to be talking about the movie Kyle from 2019. Anyway, so Butt Boy. Butt Boy has one of those titles that at first makes you think, cancel culture is going to cancel this movie. And then you realize that's just his superpower. Like, I didn't want to Google it outside of an incognito tab, just because I really didn't know what would happen. I made sure to put film at the end, and then I was still like, man, this is still probably going to give me something I don't want. Anyway, what's Butt Boy about? Well, Butt Boy is pretty much as the title would imply, and it is the tagline for it on the poster. That's true, because what I thought was very early 2000s, late 90s uh, use of the word Butt Boy. So you thought it was just like a like a homosexual slur? Yes. And then it's very much more literal than that. So I actually just realized that the butt boy isn't the main character. It's the boy that comes out of the butt. What? We'll get there. We'll get there. So basically, <laughs> butt boy is... Basically, it, it, it's about a guy who has his first prostate exam and Can we talk about that that doctor there was no lube he walks in he's sitting there he doesn't walk in he's sitting there the doctor walks in says turn around and bend over more aggressively than i just said it puts on rubber gloves while whistling and then just like reels his arm back and shoves it in yeah and he, he says oh this is only gonna hurt for a second and the guy's making a little face when he puts his fingers or hand inside him. I mean, it looked like a lot more than a couple fingers, but you know, the guy made a face kind of like, Oh, this is uncomfortable. And then he nodded a little bit like, okay, I get it. This isn't too bad. That's not actually where the movie starts. It starts with like the weird office, like powwow thing where one of the guys is getting a promotion and then they're making everyone like sing while the Bill Lumberg looking manager sort of like raps something about how the other guy's going to be a good Literally every time, every time he was at his job, my notes revolved around things like, my very first note was, what the fuck? (laughs) And then followed by Chip, Tyler Cornerack, since we didn't name any of the actors or anything. Mm -hmm. That's the first one, Chip. Uh, His workplace uh, helped me to understand why people have workplace shootings. Yeah, because I mean, he's standing there like, kill me now. I (laughs) wanted to. (laughs) I hated everything about that scene. But then he goes home and we realize his home life is like even worse than work because he gets there and he's got this wife who just will not get off the fucking phone, which was kind of weird because who like actually stands there on a phone twirling the little spiral cord around their finger? That's a very like 80s or who 90s thing to have. a corded phone? Yeah, like people don't even have if you have phone. a house phone, which is rare, who has a corded house phone? Do they make those anymore? I don't I feel like they have to, but it was really weird because it like it it, it didn't it didn't fit with the time period. It but, made um, me confused as to what time period the the movie took place. But he like walked over to her, which I'm assuming was his wife, but I don't think he actually had a ring on his finger. She did. But um he walks over and he tries to kiss her and she goes like, "Oh, can you go get the baby up and get him ready?" And he's like, "Well, actually, I was trying to kiss you." And she's like, "That's nice." <laughs> it was it was worse than that. She was way meaner. She was like, "Get the fuck away from me," basically. Yeah, it was very like uh, I don't know. And they also kind of had like a lot of hints that like maybe she was cheating on him, but they never really oh. like fleshed that out. Oh my God. Yeah. So right after that, I was like, for what, there was some kind of tra- like transition, like the transitions in the movie between scenes were pretty good. I wrote that down. And then the next note I had was wife is 100% cheating. <laughs> like her on the phone. I was like, yeah, nah, hate that. And then that's, that's, that leads up to like their intimate moment, which is what I had to turn this off the first time I started. Which it. was after the prostate exam, because some yeah. reason that got him like horned up. And then we see him on top of her in the bed, 
basically just a very mechanical up and down motion. And you can tell even before At first the camera, I thought she was on top because I was like, that's not the motion that a man on top would He's also doing. like twice her size, bro. No, but it's like, it's literally up and down. Like he's riding her. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> Maybe he was like, doing push-ups. Maybe. Anyway. But she was bored as fuck. And then it starts to get weird because she's already bored. She's like not into it. And he's like taking a while to finish. I don't know. Like, I don't know why these people are even like in the same room. They seem to hate each other. And he starts trying to grab her hand and put it like toward his butt. And I thought this was really funny because usually when you hear about like, you know, butt stuff in the bedroom, it's not usually the guy trying to get the girl to put something in his butt. And I think you, you could probably speak to this, right? Yeah, I don't, I usually, I'm usually proactively against that for myself. I've, I've done it. I don't like it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he's like, keeps grabbing her hand and she keeps moving her hand away. And he's like, please just, just try it once. Just give it a shot. And then she's just like, uh, I'm done. Uh, can we stop now? Yep. Not like I'm done. Like I'm done. Just like I'm done with this. She was already like just tolerating it. And then he was like, no, do weird shit to my butt. And she was like, I got to I'm get the fucking out of No, bye. Yeah, the kids got a test in the morning. I got to go help them study. And then he went to masturbate in the shower. Yeah. And so that part at first, I wasn't sure what was happening. But then immediately following that, I was Wait, sure. That's he definitely put something in his butt in that scene. No, because later one of the first things he poops out at the end is the soap bar. It must have been the bar of soap. Oh my god! Yo, I did not put that together. You're right. I just realized that now. Okay, cool. <laughs> what does he put up his butt? Because the the only thing that I wrote, I didn't write down what it was. I was like, why is? Well, <laughs> it was actually a question. It was wait, does he keep shoving shit up his ass and then hard climaxing? Because it's not just like uh. It's like he falls down in seizures from it. Uh, we can get into that a little later because I was really confused why he stuck like a, you know, the little game piece from the game. Sorry. That's what it was. He stuck one of those up his ass. Those are like the size of a quarter. And that made him I like fall down on the that. coffee table. That made, that made him fall down on the coffee table. Meanwhile, he already put like an entire brand new bar of soap up his ass, like without issue. So wait, the next... Um, I actually kind of made a little bit of a catalog of the things that go in his butt just because I wanted to keep track really? of it. And yeah, we don't see everything. There's that one weird montage later where he's like laying down on the ground and there's like just objects strewn around him. He was like grabbing them occasionally and then we never see them again. One of them was a mug that said world's best employee, which just kind of was sad. Yeah, the um, stuff that he was shoving up his butt got weirder and weirder. But after the, the whole like, okay, thanks, I'm done, shower masturbation, bar of soap up the butt scene. The next morning is like, he's got some kind of weird get up on where he looks like maybe he's going to go wander through the desert and do yard work while watching football. Yeah, do you remember he was this? like mowing the lawn. But he had like green suntan lotion all, or sunscreen all over his nose. He had like some kind of weird safari hat. He had a football jersey on. Like it was just really strange. I didn't actually recognize him. Yeah, it was super. Yeah, I didn't know what that was either until he like went in and like robotically spoke to his wife because he was not a person in that conversation it didn't seem. no no because that was when she says oh i'm gonna be out late tonight and he's like with your girlfriend she's like uh yeah with my girlfriends but while she's having this conversation with him she's like have you seen the remote i can't find the remote anywhere <laughs> so obviously like he's like weird i don't know where it went oh, i and thought like, i wrote it again like every time his wife did something i must have changed them but uh every time his wife did something that made me go oh she's definitely cheating on him i wrote it down I must have got rid of it because it happened a lot. No, I, I wrote that. I wrote, is she cheating like three times? Because um, they like do that, but then it doesn't really go back to it at any point during the movie. They never like follow through with it. They no, just, there's it's like, like a, a weird moment where she's like kind of nice to him near the end. Yeah, it was, it's, like, it's like an abandoned plot line sort of. So I don't know if they like maybe had deleted scenes or they were going to go a different direction with it. But um, There's definitely a reason he shoved shit up his ass and not you know get it from his wife. Well, at one point he's at the sink and it looks like he's doing dishes. And then, like, one hand goes away for a second, and he does, like, the whole I'm going to shudder and fall down thing. So I don't know if he, like, stuck a plate up there or what, but, like, I assume some of the cookware or flatware is now inside of him. There's so many things up his butt. But then he comes the out of the... Up there? That, that's what I was going to say. He comes out of the kitchen, and he looks at the dog, and the dog looks at him, and I wrote down, oh, no, the dog. And then the next shot is him and the wife walking around putting up lost dog posters, like, all over the neighborhood. <laughs> I lost my attention for a second during that part. I did not see him look at the dog. And I thought that the lost dog was unrelated because it's immediately followed by a missing child. And I thought that the child, I thought that was connected there because the timeline in this movie is also really fucking weird. Oh yeah. When it goes like 
nine years later, but then it's like, no, no, we're going to keep flashing back to nine years ago. What's it said gonna... nine years later still doesn't make sense, but because I thought it said five years later and I went, wait, it's five years later and the baby is 11. <laughs> it was nine. We're not, we're not quite there yet though. Okay. Even still the kid is way older than <laughs> whatever the flash forward supposed to make him. So yeah, that, that was like all of this shit happens. Cause then the baby goes missing at the park. There's like the whole yeah. thing with the baby. Um, but it was weird because well, not his baby, like a different, well, no, there was a, he's, he's, he's putting up the posters and he's, carrying the baby and the wife's putting up the posters too and then he like looks in the park and he sees this woman having a picnic with a baby there's a picnic basket and he's like just zeroing in on them and it makes no sense and i'm like watching him and i'm like what does he want to do put the picnic basket up his ass and he says to the wife oh why don't you take him home i'll finish putting up these posters and then the camera's still like zooming in on this couple uh, with a couple the, the the woman and the baby and uh then like the next shot is you know the police showing up or asking if they knew anything about it because they were at the park or whatever i don't know how the police knew they were at the park but um it was weird because it was almost like he did it on purpose like why did he 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 went out of his way to put that baby up his butt and he did it while holding his baby no no he, he gave the baby he gave the baby to the wife though oh okay okay I, she, see that. I just know i saw he had the baby holster on and then he was looking at them, and then they were like, my baby's missing, my baby's missing. And I was like, oh shit, he shoved a baby up his ass while holding a baby. But Actually, then... I don't think I connected, I don't think I was there yet, where I was like, I think he, because again, I did not read any of the descriptions. But the weirdest thing about this movie, I think, to me at least, was just the way it was edited, because all of that shit happens before the title sequence we d- that says butt boy we don't actually get the title sequence oh, till right? thir- 13 minutes and 43 seconds into the movie is when it actually says the title i mean when you look at like the length of the movie it was like roughly a hundred minute movie i mean that's that's more than 10 percent of the film happened before the title which is very rare did throw me off yeah there's no like opening credits really like they did the, the butt boy thing and i'm like oh we didn't see the title yet or did they do it twice that's weird but no it was the first one but that's when the nine years later jump happens and it kind of five i must have read that wrong i mean i wrote nine in my notes so if i like read five (laughs) we'll have to go check it out later but either way it's in the future and now we're at some kind of weird alcoholics anonymous support group because at this point we're start we're we're following russell fox around the detective right well no 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 let's go to the part where because before that some more stuff happens because it gets really weird because the, yeah, the cops come, and I was like, why is he so cagey answer these cops' questions? Mm-hmm. Because I did not think that he took the kid. I thought this was going to be, like, I read part of the description, which was Fox, Agent Fox or whatever, was... Detective. His sponsor for whatever is no, going to be... His, he's the his, sponsor. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> anyway, he becomes his, his first, uh, his primary suspect. And because I don't think on Amazon it said for shoving stuff up his butt, I was actually really confused at first because I'd paused it and the shot of Detective Fox walking through the hallway looked like Ed Hardy. And I'm like, Ed Hardy is not in this movie. And then the description, I was like, oh, that doesn't sound like that's what this movie would be about. Why it would be called Butt Boy. And <laughs> later I realized that it made sense, but like. From like the first time I saw that and I read it and then it was like this guy in his shitty office job with his wife who doesn't love him. I'm like, I think that Amazon fucked up with the wrong description on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so like for a little while, that's how I was like seeing it. So I did not know about the show and stuff, like the possibility that he's putting people up there. So like I was really confused for A, like you said, how did the cops know they were at the park? But B, why is he so sketchy around them? And then... Before it cuts to the five years slash nine years later, and it's in an AA, it, he tries to hang himself with a hose in their, their garage. And I he was does. like, why did he try to hang himself? And then I was like, did he put that kid up his butt? Because that's kind of when I started wondering. It makes you wonder if they would have found the kid during the autopsy, retrospectively. Oh, man. Well, I guess not, because when you later watch it, it's like a magical butthole. Yeah, I was reading about where it was filmed. It was filmed in... Um... Hell... Bronson Bronson Cave or Bronson Canyon, which is like uh, somewhere in Los Angeles, and apparently it was used as like the um, entrance to the Batcave in like the original um, Batman TV series, and they also used it in Invasion of uh, the Body Snatchers. Apparently, it's closed to the public due to a falling rocks uh, hazard. But anyway, anyway, we're 
well, let's go back to the, the main plot for a second. So nine years later in the future, we're at an Alcoholics Anonymous support group. That's where Russell Fox pops up. And yeah, this guy is Tyler Rice, which apparently the part was written specifically for him. Um, yeah. But well, I mean, he... the main character is also the writer and director. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it would probably be hard to get an actor to sign up for this role otherwise, right? About being a guy that puts stuff up his butt slash people up his butt. Well, yeah. It's like the human centipede. Like those people, their careers kind of died with the human centipede. They're like the people from the human centipede. Um, so yeah, they meet him, the, the, the detective we find, we meet at, at the AA. And his voice changes throughout the process, throughout like the film, because at first he sounds really, really like Joe Pesci. Oh, that's what you got? Because when they're in the diner, like, I guess we have to go back to the, the AA sponsorship meeting where like he comes well, we could the just... first time. Yeah, they go there. And then they're like, Here, you should be, Chip will be your sponsor because we yeah. gave these away at the first ones, which I thought that was a way more intimate process in reality than the way that was done. It was just, here's one. Yeah, I kind of got the impression that getting a sponsor was more like organic. Like you just talk to different people and decide who's like right for you. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know anything about it because I've never been there. Dexter's, you know, got his sponsor when Lila was like, how about I be your sponsor? And he was like, okay, you're pretty. That was like all the thought that went into that. But but uh, when the, the cop and him are in the diner, yeah, and they're, they're eating omelets or whatever with a gallon of hot sauce on it. Uh, no, but his his voice was like one hundred. Well, okay, so I wrote down to try to make sense of his voice. I think my notes say it's like if Joe Pesci and Jonathan Tucker had a love child. So we're both in there. So apparently, what happened is your two had a baby, and then you and Robert De Niro had a baby, and then that baby banged, and that's this guy. Yeah, Jonathan, you know Jonathan Tucker. He was the guy that played like the crazy son in in Kingdom, the MMA show. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I know his name. But okay, there was a, a, a particular line of dialogue in this movie that was funny in a way that I don't think they meant it to be because they didn't play off of it at all. But like hearing it, that's how I interpreted it. Yeah. Um, Chip says to Russell. I, don't know, Chip, I, I kept writing him down as Detective Fox because it was easier. All right, so Chip says to Fox... When was the last time you had a drink? And he goes, hey, I ain't going to suck your dick on the first date. And he goes, <laughs> what, two, three no, weeks? Yeah. And I was like, is he asking him how long he has to wait before he sucks his dick? And he was like, well, the last time I drank was a couple days ago. And I'm like, oh, they're still talking about alcohol. But I thought it turned into a I, conversation about I thought the about, same way, too. You did? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, cool. They're going to like be funny together. And then I'm like, no, there's no, there's no real comedy in this movie. Like, There's like moments that are set up that just never happen. Because it's got... What was it? It had the really dry, weird kind. Of, it reminded me of like, um, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, but like the the setup and the the film, like the style of it, reminded me of that. Where like there's like a lot of long pauses. Like this is definitely like low budget, like homemade movie. Um, but yeah, it had like a, it, it gave me that same kind of feel. So I was like, oh, this is like pretty '90s and pretty. Well, it was that one of those weird offbeat kind of like. It was that like awkward, funny style, like Welcome to the Dollhouse or like pretty much anything by Wes Anderson, you know, yeah. so I, which it, so I mean, I did laugh out loud a bunch of times during this movie, but it wasn't because someone made a joke. No, I, don't know, I laughed during the hot sauce thing because I was like, does he have a hot sauce gun holster, like a spot in his gun holster for this hot sauce? Like for a minute, I didn't realize he carries it around. Well, at the diner, they, they have a whole conversation about how he's obsessed with hot sauce and he always yeah, carries right. it on him. Oh, so I missed the part where he said he carries it. I just remember him thinking about how obsessed he was, and he's just pouring it and pouring it and pouring it. And then Chip's like, um, as your sponsor, I got to let you know, you need to stop. That's too much. <laughs> and then I thought that, that Fox was going to punch him in the face for that. Yeah, no, the interactions were like always awkward between them. Because um, I think Fox doesn't have like a nice mode. Even when he's being nice, you feel like he's about to like hurt someone's feelings. So I don't know if that's just the, the actor or like the way they wrote the character. I think it's the way they wrote the character and the fact that the actor was trying to be Robert De Niro. Cause he even does that thing where he like pulls back and like squints and puts that weird mouth frown thing on. So let's go back to the, uh, the game piece. Cause he's like chip sitting around having family game night with his wife and like 45 year old child now. Cause apparently he ages in dog years. Um, the part where I'm like, wait, that it's been five years and this baby's 11 now, <laughs> even if it's not, it doesn't make sense. He's way too old. And they're sitting there like, like, oh, you can move forward this many spaces. You can do this. Yay, yay. Oh, man, I'm going to win. And he's just sitting there like, I'm going to put that in my ass. Yeah. As soon as they walk away, that's going right in my ass. And I fucking died during this part because he like walks around for a minute 
And he's like looking at it like it's like a big issue for him. Like, hmm, should I put that one in my ass? Like no issue with the dog or anything else. So here's the the thing I was thinking about this. I don't think Chip's an alcoholic. Oh, no, he's not. He's there because he's the same reason Dexter went to like Narcotics Anonymous was because he had a obsession with killing people. This guy has an obsession with anal insertion. Yeah. Or was the was the sorry piece supposed to be like the first thing he put in his butt? No, because this is after his family is big. So this is I think it's the first thing he's put in his butt since his five years. And that's how I know it was five years because he's been in AA for that long. He he relapsed. That's what that was. That's what it's supposed to be. And that's where I got five years from. So maybe there was a time card that said nine. I was just assuming that it was he went to AA right away for some reason. So he puts this little thing in his ass. And like, just starts like going into convulsions and spasms and like keels over on the coffee table. I fucking died watching this scene just because the guy who did this, he like got really into it. He went like full, no shame in this character. And if you're going to have a character who's obsessed with putting stuff in their butt, you really have to sell it, you know? Yeah, he did. And he wrote this for himself. I wonder if he really likes shows. So (laughs) if I ever meet him, I'm going to ask him that. Following um, the whole like, sorry incident then we kind of we keep going like flip-flopping back and forth between chip and and fox for pretty much the majority of the film until they really start having more scenes together but i kind of love actually when i jump ahead of my notes and then i get to the note that i wrote and the note that i wrote is actually just like some ridiculous thing like instead of like instead of being like i don't think he goes alcoholic anonymous for alcohol like i did say what i wrote down was also does he say alcohol but mean shoving shit up his ass I wonder if he ever put a bottle of alcohol up his ass, because that's a twofer. Um, oh, so we find out that the cop's a peeper. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We not, got this. This is another one of those like things that are never explored. It doesn't need to be. It didn't need to be. Actually, they explored that more than anything else with Chip, really. Because that was yeah. Because I mean, spoilers. You know, the baby that gets taken in the beginning is fox's baby the whole time i was reading in the trivia that apparently if you rewatch it you can see him walking around the park looking for the child oh shit i should have did that i but, know um, at the end i got there but so we see fox peeking through someone's window and there's like a blonde woman in a bed and some guy comes in gives her a kiss brings her tea or something and he's like watching through the the tree later you can all put this together in your head to be able to like okay well after they lost the baby they got divorced she's with someone new now he still has feelings for her and like lurks around the house catching a glimpse of her, even though he knows she's happy with someone else now. So now that you know the whole thing, yes. At that point, I just assumed he had like a wife who left him, and that led to his alcoholism, in which he feeds by going and actively hurting himself and then drinking, like that cycle of abuse that people do. Well, he said even earlier at the diner, I even miss the hangovers. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird thing to say. But let's go back to Chip for a second, because the next thing that we see is back in his office with his really, really annoying manager, which everybody had like a dirty goatee in this movie. I don't understand. Even like the Fox's goatee was like oily as fuck. Always shiny and wet looking. Yeah. And the guy, the the manager comes running out and he's freaking out because somebody stole the Perseverance plaque out of the break room. And he's like freaking out. He's like, there's going to be a full investigation. We will not rest until we find the Perseverance plaque. But until we find it, we all just need to persevere. One person in the office was even like, what the fuck? Who would do that? Like they were actually upset about it, which seemed weird to me because usually- My favorite part was the fact that somebody went, what the fuck? Who would do that? The boss went, what? And it was like the, the disabled man. And then he says it again. And then the guy's like, oh, no, no, it's cool. You can say whatever you want. But then after that is the montage scene where this movie had a fair share of montages. In it. I wrote best montage ever for this one though. And I also wrote, I still hate his boss. Like because I kept every time. Cause this was a montage on the one hand of chip just going like full addict and like shoving what this is the shot of him, like on the floor with all the objects around him. And he's like going around the house in this it's it's like a musical montage and he's like doing this thing where he puts one hand on his ass and the other hand up in the air like woo like he's at a rock concert or something and he's just like loving it he's just everything and at one point during the middle of the montage he walks past the bedroom and the wife's sleeping and just like stops to give her the finger and then the montage starts again and he's like putting more stuff up his ass but all of this was intercut with like that whole SWAT raid thing which was super violent and great it wasn't really like a juxtaposition, though. What do you think was the purpose of like having the butt shoving montage displayed alongside the SWAT thing? Do you think it was 
I think it was to be like, this is what causes chips. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe the violent nature of his job leads to his alcoholism and Chip loves shoving stuff up his butt. I don't know, but I loved it. And also, I loved it so much that I had to look up the song because I thought the song was perfect with the scene, even though it was so off. It was it's it's not easy by Neil MacArthur. Huh. Which it's not easy to shove shit up your butt. Well, for me. <laughs> But um, that, I mean, I think that part might have just been like both of them not exhibiting control, right? He's just like free range, sticking whatever he wants up his ass. The other guys, like you know, physically assaulting suspects and not necessarily behaving in like a completely professional police fashion. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, beating the fuck out of somebody is not is more in control than what the rest of the SWAT team did. At the end, when they showed how many people were in handcuffs, I was surprised because I was like, there's no way that many people survived from all the people I saw get shot. Did they just handcuff like, how their many bodies and sit them up? <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the, the, the one takeaway I had from that, because I tried to kind of keep a little log of the stuff that went up his ass. The only thing I wrote for this part was spatula, etc. <laughs> but then it turns darker, right? Does it? Well, the next part is bring your kid to work day. Yeah. That's fun. Everybody loves that. So you're going to sit there and not know what I'm talking about? No, it's not scary at all. It's bring your kid to work day. They bring their kids to work. Um, I hated the boss, so I just assumed he was going to molest the kids. But then you see, um, what's the the main, what's the guy from the beginning that gets their award? John something? I feel like it was, wasn't it like Mr. Lee or something? John Lee? His name, his name was John. So yeah, John Lee's son, assuming, because it is though in the end, but... It's a little Asian boy underneath um, Chip's desk, but he already looks afraid. Like they're playing hide and seek and this kid looks and then maybe it's just like the predatory nature that Chip looked at him with, but the kid looked like he was already afraid for his life, right? Yeah. Like maybe I went under here. Maybe this was a mistake. This is not the desk. And so then what happens? Apparently in my notes, I wrote missing kid lol. I... (laughs) I wrote another missing kid at Chip's workplace, probably put him in his ass. But then it's like the investigation, right? Because then the police show up. Detective Russell Fox is there to investigate. But also the fact that I, it was one of these confusing moments where Detective Fox is a homicide detective, clearly, or narcotics or something more violent. And his boss is just like, hey, that case you're doing really good on, we're going to take you off. You're going to go do this one instead. That seemed very forced. Oh, yeah. Totally. Apparently there was a, I was reading the trivia for this one, and apparently there was supposed to be like a full-blown fist fight between Fox and his chief at one point, and then they just took it out because they're like, it doesn't really add anything to the story, and it's kind of extra. It also doesn't add anything to be like, you're really good at your job, but also, you're done. I don't know. If they would have done something stupid, like had the manager at the RTM business had been like the godson of the police chief or something. And he's like, I want my best man on this or something. Like if he knew someone, that would have been a better yeah, explanation. There was some better setup for why they were taking him off what he was clearly better at. All right. So kids missing. Detective Fox is now the investigator on a case involving his sponsor who he never sees. And their conversation is really just Fox being like, son of a bitch. Like, in my mind, he's already put this on Chip because of the fact that he's mad that he's not picking up his sponsorship calls yet. Because he doesn't really have a reason to suspect him for of anything else at this point. No, other than he's the IT guy and the cameras were erased. But then it's like a tech company, kind of. Well, no, it's like a rooftop company. Is that what it is? RTM stands for Rooftop Makeovers. That's, that's what that stood for? Well, apparently it's also the initials of like the people that created the studio or something. Okay. But um but then there's the interrogation scene. So he interrogates Chip, but he also interrogates this like random ass secretary and makes her feel bad for not wanting kids. Do you remember this? <laughs> Do you want kids? Um what's that supposed to mean? Do you want fucking kids? <laughs> He's so aggressive with her. And she's like, "Well, you know, I work a lot, so I don't really have time." He's like, "Lady, I don't have time for your bullshit. Do you fucking want kids or not?" And she's like, "No, not really, I guess." <laughs> it was weird. Like I don't know why he was so aggressive about it. I mean, retrospectively, and why was it the only other interview that wasn't Chip or his boss? His boss makes sense. He was playing hide and seek. It's just this random other woman that he just yells at the whole time. I also wrote oily ass beard in my notes because when they're in the interrogation scene, the light's like really hitting it. Uh, 
I just wrote that he's not very tactful, and it was because of that scene. What did the detective find on the floor? Do you remember this? He found like some kind of it looked like a like a hairy coffee. I did bean. write that down. I was like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> he finds a weird scene. But like this is after the whole like the office is closed. Everybody's home. Why is he still there? Was it supposed to be a little piece of shit or something? Because he didn't smell it. He like picked it up with a pen or with tweezers or something. Yeah, he just stared at it, and then he, he jumps to the conclusion that Chip's shoving shit like people up his butt. But like, yo, I had no idea what that was. It was like a little. Like there was hair on it, and it looked like a seed or something. Coffee means good, yeah. But then, 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 then we get the the kind of fantastic scene with Fox explaining what he thinks happened to the kid to his chief. I think that's after, but after Chip goes home, and his wife like gives him shit about something that happened the last time a child went up his butt, but you never really know what. And then he's got like a floppy disk he's trying to hide, and. While he's trying to shove this up his butt, for some reason he can't get a floppy disk up there. He can get a whole ass kit, but not a floppy disk. How much information could possibly have been on that floppy disk, by the way? Yeah, like, does he write down every time he shoves something up his butt and what it is and who it is and how much they weigh? Like, (laughs) why does he have a floppy disk? This is in modern time. There's so many confusing things. I got the impression that the floppy disk was the the security footage, but, like, you wouldn't have... A floppy disk wouldn't have enough memory to... They should erase it then also so it can't be the floppy disk well because later the guy says that he has proof on the floppy disk so i'm pretty sure the next thing that happens is is his wife then brings up a suicide attempt too though and none of they bring this stuff back and they talk about it and they don't explain anything and it still leaves you like what the fuck do you remember the movie the room where like the, the the girl's mother randomly mentions that she has cancer and then they like just never address it at any other point during the movie wait 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 is this like that one movie that's the worst movie ever that I still haven't seen when I should? Yes. Yeah, no, I don't know because I haven't seen it. The mother's just, she's like, so mom, how are you? She's like, oh, I just found out I have the cancer. Oh, that's terrible. And then it like just never gets addressed again at any point. Well, this is even like half addressed because like she's having this conversation, I guess trying to bring some exposition back to like what happened in the past, but you're not getting the full story because the whole time he's just like, I can't get those floppy disk up my butt. And it's like, you put so many things up there. Why is this up there? Don't tell me the shape was the issue. You know what I mean? Really? <laughs> because it wasn't the issue for the Perseverance plaque, and it's like roughly the same shape, so. But smaller. But smaller, maybe yeah. Maybe you're just supposed to do it for him. He's like, oh, I can't get off on this one. It's too little. I want to get to the scene where Russell's explaining this to his chief. Okay, All right, you do that, because we're here now. I think we come in mid-conversation, and the chief's like trying to wrap his head around it. He's like, so you're suggesting that this guy is somehow able to put people in his butt and then they're gone. Like they go Doing missing. Doing it in a serial killer fashion, like Albert Fish. Yeah, and, and he's like, look, I'm not going to pretend to understand the whole digestive process of it, but pretty much, yeah. Or wait, does he stake out Chip first? Because I have the fact that he stakes out Chip before that part, where he follows him to a pet oh. store. And yeah. Chip picks up a cat, and then the cat's missing, but he finds another one of those little butt seeds. Yeah, that was he follow he follows him around like like a little bit, but doesn't interact with him at that point. Yeah, I do have like a good continuity issue with this one. Close to like the why do they leave the doors open or the door like the lights off? He uses his ungloved hand to handle the evidence, and his gloved hand to use his flashlight. I mean, if we're talking about continuity. Because Russell comes to dinner with Chip at one point. Why did the wife have like a whole bottle of wine on the table next to her plate when she's sitting at the table with what she believes are two alcoholics? Their relationship shit, so I just think she just doesn't give a fuck. Well, even if she was going to do it for the other guy, it would make sense. Like if she did that all the time just to fuck with him, but like did it nice for the guest that she... I don't know. They never explained like the, the his wife. She seems like she's a cheater and a dick, but they also don't give her like, any other quality than that. She got up to go to the bathroom and said, don't touch my wine, guys. And it was like, that's not really a, like a fun joke to make to a couple of alcoholics. Like it's, yeah, I don't it's, know. it's like it's, an off-color remark. It's really confusing. I was just saying, I'm like, it's weird that he's handling the one part you would think that you would want to not put your fingerprints on if you're going to use it as evidence. And then the one thing that you can have your fingerprints on, that's the part you're keeping safe. Yeah, that's like a weird... Well, as long as we know they're my prints, we don't have to... I, there's no logical answer for why you would do that, other than being you know, like a moron. or it, It's like from Plan 9 from Outer Space, where the detective's like scratching his forehead with his loaded gun. It's like it's that's what you do with a gun. 
But yeah, so Russell came to have dinner with them, and it was really like an awkward dinner. They kind of made fun of Chip the whole time. The guy called him the Tom Cruise of the uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, and the wife laughed like way too much. That was what was funny, because like Detective Fox in this whole scene is like, Chip knows he doesn't like him at this point. And like they just had an AA meeting together where Chip's like, hey, I'm sorry, I had some issues, and I may have like slipped a little bit, but um. Detective Fox is doing a great job and like just kind of like slides the ball to him and just like blames his wife for being sick and stuff, which is like something interesting because when they're at dinner. Well, he said she was sick. She had a little bit of cerebral palsy. <laughs> yeah, but it turns out it was just something. I forget what it was. Something minor. You're born with cerebral palsy, though. It's not something you like acquire. I know. But yeah, he's like, oh, are you feeling OK? And the wife's like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, oh, because he said you were sick. She actually doesn't call him out on that at that part, which I thought was kind of uncharacteristic of her. No, I know. That's why I thought it was weird because she just like goes with it. She's like, ah, I'm doing okay now. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, when do you take his side? You hated him this whole movie. And all of a sudden you're this like upbeat, like, oh, I love my husband. This is great. He's an AA that I just found out about. What happened after that? Cause I kind of like, I like my attention span floundered a little bit here, but right before he leaves for the dinner, he says, I have to take a shit. And yeah. Why, what happened with the bathroom scene? So you missed the whole bathroom scene. Well, I saw like some banging on the door and some anger, but okay. I really don't know what happened. I, I watched it twice because I was confused. So he, he goes to leave and then they have the whole conversation of, I have to drive really far uh, and I really need his bathroom. Why? I got to take a shit. Fine. Okay. He takes him to the bathroom and then he realizes that the floppy disk that he couldn't put up his butt is in the bathroom. I'm pretty sure is why. Because what he ends up doing is he invites him in. He's like, okay, well, actually, I just remembered this bathroom doesn't work. And then Detective Vox is like, I'm, I'm already in this. This is an investment that's already started. He's like, okay, well, can you just hurry up? And then he's like, man, I'll try. And then he just starts bashing the door in to try and get him out. And what I was confused about was, was he actually shitting at first? Because he was sitting on the toilet. But then the next scene, while he's banging on the door, he's on his knees looking under the faint sink, finding the floppy disk, and then standing up, pants up, all ready to go with his gun pointed at uh, at Chip's face. I think he was legitimately sitting on the toilet trying to shit, but Chip wouldn't give him any privacy. And when Chip started to be like, how long are you going to be in there? Why are you in there? It started to make him suspicious. Like, there's a reason okay. he doesn't want me in here. here. Yeah, exactly. Like, he tipped him off. Like, I don't think, I think if he would have just let the guy take a shit, nothing would have happened. I also love the the wife who was like up his ass for most of the movie. Actually, she's one of the few things that was not up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's like not very friendly to him at all. Comes out and is like, is everybody okay? Yeah. All right. Bye. And then again, there's no reason for Fox to be like, just like, ah, oh, no, nah, it's not cool. I just had to go to the bathroom. The door got stuck. I'm claustrophobic. He, he could have just been like, your husband. Might be a serial killer. No, but they all just like do this weird, like fake, everything's all good, guys, type moment. Yeah, it was kind of weird. He should have been like, I think your husband's up to some like nefarious shit. And then she'd be like, fuck yeah, he is. I fucking hate that guy. Did you know he lied about me being sick? And they're like a little powwow about that. But yeah, it was I've very. I've never had cerebral palsy. Like, <laughs> not even just a little touch of it. But then shit gets really like, it gets weirder from there. Oh. Right? So, like, I was saying that he couldn't get that floppy disk up. This is what I, like, actually realized it. Because when he found the floppy disk, I was like, wait, this guy can get cats, people, all kinds of shit up his butt, but not a floppy disk. That was my note. <laughs> so Chip starts, Detective Fox leaves, and yeah. Chip starts to follow him. And he follows him, like, not with any real intent. I guess he just knows he has the floppy disk, so he knows he needs to confront him. Yeah, like, what's he going to do, like, in this part? Like, if if you're not thinking he has a super butthole power. What is his plan? He's like, I'm just going to follow this police officer to the police station, which ends up not being a police station, but like a vacant lot in an industrial park. This part actually had like a camera work technique that I thought was kind of cool because Russell stops the car, gets out and goes, come on, what are you waiting for? And there's like a shot of a train. The train is the focal point behind Russell. Russell's almost like entirely out of the frame at this point. And then the camera just shifts a little bit and you see Chip running toward him and he tackles him going the opposite direction of the train. And it was just kind of a really cool shot, like opposing forces wise. It wasn't just the way it was filmed, but I hadn't really seen a shot like that before. 
It is pretty good. I did like this scene, but the one thing that confused me was like Chip is like this mild mannered IT guy, and Fox is like this like gritty badass detective. But right before that, his face looked like he was worried about what was going to happen. Like, like Chip's on his way to attack him, and he looked scared. And I'm like, you just had your gun pointed at this dude's face, breaking into a tiny space. You're in a big open area. You have a better chance of beating the fuck out of this guy. Well, two things. One, Chip's like a foot taller than him, practically. Two, he has a big-ass gun. He doesn't know the mechanic. Yeah, but if he just shot this guy in a random alley, it wouldn't really bode well for him. He's a police officer. The man's running at him and followed him from his house to here. He has every right. Mm, anyway, I mean, I would be scared. The second thing would be that, like, you got this guy who you suspect of hiding something as large as a person inside of his ass, like, presumably never to be heard from again. And he's, like, on top of you. I'd be concerned about the logistics of that as well. Yeah, I still had, that was fear of the unknown, I think. He, he rolls him over and just, like, molly wumps the fuck out of him, though, <laughs> and then just walks away. That was, like, this is another one of those things where it, like, makes no sense. He, like, beats the fuck out of him, and then it's just like, go home. Like, my work here is done. I'm not going to arrest him or anything. Not even that. He just gets in his car and sits there. But then the window breaks, and it, at first I was confused by what happened. Yeah, I thought he got shot. Or Russell's like... sitting in the car. The window shatters. But then stuff starts getting, like lifted up from the cup holders and like then he looks in his rearview mirror and sees chip is like standing there pants down cheeks spread and there's like waves everywhere like he's created a vacuum i wrote it's a vacuum (laughs) apparently that's how he gets stuff in there he literally just opens up his butt cheeks and it turns into like a black hole it is amazing so then russell pretty much just goes in right no he drives away Oh, right. He dry- He doesn't get in he at that point. He escapes at this part. He escapes. Right. He takes off in his car like, Jesus Christ, he's got a butthole wind tunnel. Um, And then he runs back to his boss and his boss is just like, you're fired as fuck. And at the same time, Chip's in the hospital and his wife's all like, no. Why? Well, and then there's this weird montage again, because this movie just loves montages. Yeah, there's like three or four of them, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like the butt montage. There's a lot of montages. This one's a birthday party and like a really looking into an evidence room. Like a really creepy birthday party about it. Like there's nothing in this movie that's not uncomfortable or awkward. They found no, a way to really make confused. everything weird. Whose birthday party was it? It Maybe seemed it was... like it was his kids, but then like it didn't. It was probably his kid's 21st birthday party at this point. <laughs> with all the time jumps. Um, yeah. Then there's the laser tag montage too. That's another montage that happens. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I just wrote this because I thought it was great. This was right after all of that. Fox gets fired. He goes and he starts drinking again. And the, my next note was Chips is a bad sponsor. He <laughs> is a bad sponsor. The funniest, like, unregarded or undiscussed relationship in this was between Fox and his, like, ex wife's new husband. Because, like, he shows up at their door, fucking hammered out of his mind. And the guy's just like, You can't be here. You gotta go away. And he kind of just nods understandingly, like, You're right. I shouldn't be here. Then he goes and like passes out on the lawn. It like never turns into a fist fight like you expect it to. Yeah. Which is weird because he's super aggro everywhere else. Well, maybe it's because he doesn't want to look bad in front of his wife. I mean, he failed in finding his child. So maybe he feels weak around her. I'm giving this character qualities that don't exist in the movie because it's never explored. What I So it turns into like a laser tag montage. It's still part of like a birthday party, right? Or something. Laser tag is after the montage. Well, no, never mind. That's a second montage. So there's a montage of them in like a dark room lit with a spotlight eating cake that's like very theater-esque, not movie-esque. And then Fox is breaking into the evidence room. For what evidence, I don't know. He has everything he needs to know. And then it's Chip suiting up for laser tag and being told like, yeah, you get shot in the back and you got to wear this vest. And while they're doing that, it's showing Fox put on like his shoulder harness for his gun and like getting his gun ready. And it's like, ah, oh, he gonna get killed at laser tag. I wrote laser tag montage. Then I wrote real gun. So. <laughs> uh, my next line was Fox shoots not a laser gun. <laughs> so, yeah. Because he shows up and they're all like, yay. And I'm like, oh, Chip's going to eat another kid with his butthole. That was my first thought. <laughs> um, but then, and then he starts shooting his gun like everywhere. Like He shoots he, Chip one time and then just starts shooting it. He starts firing like indiscriminately. Yeah. And he, he gets Chip once in the like the left thigh i think but then 
Chip, at that point, that's when he, like, fully sucks him in to his ass. And I wrote, like, he got him, dot, dot, dot. And then I wrote, are we in there, too? <laughs> because it was, like, dark and red, and, like, it was, like, a pulsing sound. I, I just wrote that it was apparently a portal to hell, and he finds a missing kid. Yeah, I was like, where did they get sent? Do you want to do a quick recap of, like, what happens in the ass cave? Uh, well, he finds the first kid. Then he finds the second kid. And how? Well, the first kid is the kid that got lost on Bring Your Kid to Work Day. And then the other kid is like the baby who apparently survived eating shit for nine years. That's what they eat because I was so confused. I'm pretty sure they were eating shit. I wasn't sure if he was just shoving up full ass pieces of food up his butthole. At this point with, with Chip, you have no idea. Maybe he's shoving whole turkeys up there. Like there's a Thanksgiving dinner in there. <laughs> there's a slice of birthday cake. Who knows? Oh, and then they get attacked by a fart storm. Yeah, the kid's like, it's a fart, run! They like dive out of the way. I just love the fact that inside his butthole, I guess they shrink. I, th- I got it more like a TARDIS situation. Like it's bigger on the inside. Okay. Speaking um, of which, when he's getting a proctology exam again later from a different doctor, she's like, you're a little loose back here. And he's like, oh, oh I love that. Weird. Like, That's weird. But he's in the hospital again, and they're like saying he's like a superhero and Fox... This is like another montage, kind of. They never say how he saved the kids, other than getting shot. They never, like, question what... They assume the guy just ran away. Yeah, he didn't do any heroic things. Like, did he, like, come up with a story that he, like, fought him off and then he took off? Like, what? That must how have been what happened. How did he all of a sudden? That must have been what happened. Anyway, so he finds... Then he finds his kid. Oh, and the dog. The dog is down there, too. That's right. The dog. They don't find the cat, do they? No. Poor kitty cat. Ooh, and the Perseverance plaque was down there, too. Yes. That took me a minute. I was like, oh, wait, that's that. Oh, I also wrote, he's like a butt dragon, because that's where he keeps his hoard of treasure. <laughs> but then then it then it does like a jump cut to... We get another title card here, too. One, one month later. Yeah. And the, the guy, hospital. I was dying at this point, because Russell has this like weird... I guess the guy at one point put a blackboard and some chalk up his ass because the guy's like writing on a blackboard. He's like writing days in the hole. Yeah. But then they start they start sending stuff back out of the hole. And this was hilarious to me. They start finding like and they start it was weird because they start sending items back through his butthole in like virtually the same order he swallowed or swallowed. He inserted them in because like they send out the remote control and the bar of soap first. Oh, really? Yeah, and he starts, like, shitting out these things, and then... The, the first one I paid attention to was the dog. I just kept seeing him, like, get, like, weird constipation face, and then <laughs> and then there was a dog. He shits out the dog, and it's, like, sitting there in the toilet staring at him, and he's like, fuck, what do I do now? So he, like, sneaks out of a window, brings it around to the front of the house, tries to towel it off. The wife never comments on the smell, by the way. Knocks on the door and, like, runs back to the bathroom. She does ask why it's wet. I was like, did he bathe it? Like, I was confused, too. I hope he washed it, because, I mean, can you imagine what you would smell like after living in an asshole for nine years? Oh my god, that's right, that dog was in there forever. I mean, in dog years, that dog spent the majority of its life up this dude's asshole with, like, no access to light, eating shit. Pretty horrible. It's, like, worse than the human centipede when you think about it. (laughs) So then the kid, the, the little kid who got lost on, like, take your kid to work day is, like, pretty self-sufficient. He's, like, sharing the, the shit meal. What I want to know is how's that baby survived? That's what I wanted to know, too. It, it, there was nobody down there to take care of it. No. It was alone. There was a lot of weirdness. I kind of was like, is it a time? Just magic. Loop. I love watching uh, Fox try and teach the kid how to speak for, like, all of three and a half seconds. <laughs> It's like, dad, dad. It's like the kid's like twelve, dude. I, f- I find it weird that the the other kid from Take Your Kid to Work Day never tried to talk to him just out of like sheer loneliness, you know? I don't know, man. You see like a wild monster butt kid, you'd probably be terrified. So they start sending stuff back out, and at this point, Chip's freaking out because he's like, "Okay, there's that thing I stuck up my ass. There's that other thing I stuck up my ass," and he has to know on some level that like the people are going to start coming back out too. He's also going back to AA meetings because I wrote definitely uses AA as an excuse for the things he shoves up his butthole and they're shoving these things out. He's always in the middle of something important when it happens, it seems like. 
Like in the middle of the AA meeting, something comes out of his butthole. What happened to the take your kid to work day? Why did his face start melting off? Oh, he he took some kind of like stomach. Uh, I forget what I wrote. It was oh, right. It was elixir. that like a uh, tummy elixir or whatever. Yeah, the blue shit. Yeah, and apparently you can take it if you're not inside of a butthole. But if you're inside of a butthole, it melts your skin off. I thought that kid died there because I was like. He, he did. <laughs> did he? Because in the end, he's on a we hospital. Never... Getting taken. Yes, he is. He is too. He does not die. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive because um, Fox and his kid walk out and then that kid is pulled out on a gurney and he's being like like brought to a hospital. Okay, okay. I didn't remember seeing him, but that's good. I, I know exactly what you're going through because I, I when it happened, I was like, okay, Fox and the kids come out and I was like, mm, his kid comes out. And then they got to that and I, wrote, I went back and re-deleted it and retyped, the kids come out. Mm. <laughs> Because I changed that note like three times. I was looking for him and I didn't see him. So I'm like, I guess he's just dead now. But that's that's good. So, yeah. Well, okay. So at this point, Chip is getting ready to do this presentation. He's going to be awarded with some type of like, you know, good citizen citation or something at like a little ceremony based on the heroics he showed. A, a medal of heroics or some nonsense. For the all the heroics he did in the laser tag arena, which yeah. were not actually heroics at all. So, yeah. So they're... He's coming up to the stage to do his big speech, and he's really nervous. And for some reason, his wife wasn't going, right? She was probably going out, cheating on him, I guess. Or did she have to work? 100% cheating on him. So while he's getting up to the stage, there's like a whole lot going down inside his asshole. Like, and this is when it gets really weird because I, it's like the classic light your fart on fire joke. Yeah, but how did they set it up? Because they're like moving things around and then like, that kid's face is melting and he's like, don't worry, we're going to get you out of here. And then... So what happened was... I thought he was building bombs. Now, Russell takes his hot sauce that he always keeps on him and he goes really close to the butthole and he starts like lighting a tra- leaving a trail of hot sauce from the butthole to back where he's standing with the other people. Okay. The hot sauce triggered a fart. <laughs> so this time, instead of running away from the fart, they decide to light the fart. And he like can't get his lighter to light at first. And he finally gets it, just as like Chip is about to say his first word of his speech to the audience, and then just blows the fuck up out of nowhere. I love every time that there's a fart in this, though. It's like this little, like, girly little toot. Because right before he blows up, you hear, boop, and then, <laughs> Oh, and the, the reaction of the audience. <laughs> like, that the, the handicapped guys is like, what the fuck? Which was actually one of his only lines in the movie. Like he said it multiple times. But like then Russell gets out of there, right? And he like leans over to the chief and he's like, I fucking told you. Right? He gives him the <laughs> floppiness. Like, like him coming out of this man's butt, like <laughs> decaying body or whatever the fuck you miss. I don't know. Whatever this magic trick was <laughs> with two children that have been missing. And get why does he need to give him a floppy disk? I think at that point, like, you're good. It was, yeah, I don't think we needed further proof. <laughs> we don't even know what's on this floppy disk still. It might not have evidence. Maybe it has evidence of him embezzling or something. It definitely has shit on it. We can be clear on that. I actually thought the explosion scene was pretty good. The way his head blew up was... Oh, yeah, no, it was great. I watched it twice. And it was just, it was just fun. Because it was, like, the movie didn't really have a whole lot of, like, in-your-face stuff the whole time. There's moments where they tried to make you sure, unsure of whether he was actually stuffing stuff up his butt. But then it gets like, it gets like superhero drama at the end, right? Because he rescued the kid, gets the kid, his own son who was kidnapped as a baby. Russell gets him to the hospital. So the ex-wife and the new husband show up and, you know, they go in to see the kid and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're alive. And there's this like weird, because they don't actually have conversations. He looks at the, uh, the new husband and kind of gives him a nod and like a mutual understanding of like, yeah, now I have to pay child support. So I don't really know what like the, <laughs> I don't know what the, I, I wasn't as like overjoyed as he was. It's like, I got my kid. I'm an alcoholic, unemployed, deadbeat, like crooked cop. Yeah. Definitely fucked in this situation. And then he like leaves and he like goes out the door and the music like crescendos and it's like the hero pose, you know, and he just kind of walks off and it, it was what you just said is actually something that is kind of important. Like, there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. There's really not, and all the conversations that have dialogue always seem like always seem like something sort of off about them. Yeah, 
um, which maybe is meant to evoke kind of like a weird, ominous setting, or it could just be bad writing. I really don't know. I don't know if it was bad writing, because I wouldn't say it was actually badly written. I kind of liked it. It was it was a dumb story overall, but I didn't hate the execution of it. I think for what it was, it was pretty much done as well as it could have been done. Yeah. They tried to make you care about the characters, which works a little bit with Russell Fox to some extent, mostly because you just feel sorry for him. He's the world's worst sponsor. So let's wrap it up. Um, what did you think overall? What's your like one sentence takeaway from this movie? Don't put people up your butt. Wait, no, I don't mean that. You can Sometimes well, it's okay to put people up your butt. Yeah. Depends on how much of it. Don't put children up your butt. Yeah, I can't really find any fault with that one. That makes sense. I, I was going to, I mean, I think we're going to, I wasn't looking for like a moralistic summary, but I mean, I guess if we're going to go that way with it, I'd say just control yourself. <laughs> Within moderation, stick things in stick your Stick things up your butt in moderation. Everything in moderation. Overall, I thought it was like a pretty funny movie. It was weird. It was offbeat. I don't know if I'd like necessarily, you know, recommend it to my mother or something. Oh, come on. This is definitely up there with like teeth. In like movies, you recommend to people to make them uncomfortable. I, I I appreciate the weird movies where it's somebody just had like a weird fucking idea and then didn't just sit around talking to their friends about it. They actually turned it into a real movie. That's like what this is. That's what Human Centipede is. That's what Teeth is. And you just have to appreciate the quirkiness of it. So to be to be fair, in a in in a world where nothing is original anymore, this was unique. It was. There's not really another movie I can. Compare it to, the closest thing would be like Gary Oldman putting suppositories in his ass in The Professional while listening to classic Teeth music. was another one that, that, that this kind of invokes for me, like the feeling of it. Oh yeah, for sure. I guess overall, you know, I could probably only give it about two out of four beards, but generally fueled by the originality of it. What about uh, you? I would give it three just because of the originality of it. Like that gives it an extra boost for me. Like overall, it's, it's maybe like a one and a half, two. But because it's so unique, I feel like it deserves like an extra one and a half points. I mean, I get that, but I feel like when I do my readings, I'm more, I kind of have to put execution on par with concept. I can't let one like supersede the other. I don't know. The, the concept was original and, and weird, and I liked the execution of it. It was weird that there was like no dialogue and there were abandoned stories, so that definitely... You could tell that there was more that they wanted to have in it. Um, and I, I want to know why they cut it, whether it was ratings related, which there's no way this was going to a movie theater, so I don't know why they would <laughs> care. Um, or if it was just time. I mean, I just think my, my, what I mean as far as execution is just like the fact that it felt like something was missing and it was lacking in character development. Like, think about it this way. People love the, the movie American Beauty, right? Instead of the guy in American Beauty having an obsession with like, his daughter's 16 year old friend, his obsession could have been sticking his stuff up his butt. You could have had like literally the same movie with that plot point and it wouldn't have changed anything. All right. I mean, I get where you're coming from. So I, you know so you're going to stick with, with three out of four beers. I'll go with like 2.8. 2. Dude. 2.8. That's not even a fraction this time. That's not a fraction. Two and four fifths. How about that? Two, two and four fifths. Fine. If it has to be a fraction. I prefer the fractions to the decimals because I can draw part of a beard. I can't draw a decimal of a beard. Just put a dot in between the beards. <laughs> I really liked it while the whole time going, what the fuck is with Mike? And why did he make me watch this? So at the same time, <laughs> but I was also like, I like this. I was pleasantly surprised. And it's definitely a good recommendation. If somebody's like, man, everything's boring. I feel like I've seen everything already because everything's just a copy of something else. It'd be like, have you seen Butt Boy? It also helped that I didn't read the stuff that you read, so it was a surprise to me to learn that he was putting people up his butt. Yeah, I watched the trailer for it. Maybe I shouldn't have. I think going into this thing blind is probably, like, the best way. It definitely made it better, because I was like, wait. Because the whole time, I'm like, does he put a person up his butt? Like, it, it's, it lingers more than if you already know about it. So, basic takeaway there. If you're going to put people up your butt, make sure you have their consent. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded B-Roll and look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Check out our website, beardedbroll.com for info and links to merch. And remember to email us with ideas and suggestions at beardedbroll at gmail.com. Don't be a butt dragon. Don't be a butt dragon. There you have it.